Hi, and welcome to this special Supercut edition of Much Talk About Nothing. As always, I'm your host, Grant Ingram, and if you're new to the show, the way we do things is throughout the week we release each individual segment as one mini-sode, and then we release a Supercut version of those at the end of the week with everything rounded up in one nice little package. If you want to contact the show, you can do that at muchtalkaboutnothing at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram at Much Talk About Nothing or on Twitter at MTAM Podcast. Joining me today to talk about Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange, it's the Dormammu to my Doctor Strange. Everyone give it up for Grant Skillen. How you doing, Grant? I'm doing good, but now that I'm Dormammu, I can't make a joke, so... Oh, man. Someone has shown up to bargain. Yep, I mean, that's me. I'm showing up to bargain. So we're doing the spoiler-free version of the Doctor Strange episode. And for those of you who don't know, Marvel's Doctor Strange follows the story of a talented neurosurgeon, Doctor Stephen Strange, who after a tragic car accident must put aside and learn the secrets of a hidden world of mysticism and alternate dimensions. Yeah, Grant, so what are your preliminary thoughts about this movie? Uh, I really love it. I mean... It's a Marvel movie. Marvel has rarely made a bad movie. And I think this one definitely is a very good movie. And it's one I have not... I, don't, I can't remember. I've either seen it and just forgot a lot about it, or I have like not seen it. I mean, obviously, I remember the uh, main meme that came out of the movie. For those listening, tell us the meme you're talking about. Okay, so the meme is at some point in the movie, Doctor Strange meets the villain Dormammu and says, Dormammu, I've come to bargain. And there's a bit more to that, but we can get into that in the spoiler review. All right. Sounds great to me. Um, My preliminary thoughts. Like you, I really like this movie. I went and saw it like a day after it came out, when it came out in theaters. I came out of the movie glowing, loved it. Um... Upon rewatching it, I had a, a sort of I still like it, but I don't like it as much as I did. Um, but I'll get into that more as we go along. Okay. So what do you think are the, the strengths of this movie then? I mean, you have to Benedict Cumberbatch is great at being Doctor Strange. Amen to that. He's great at being everything I've ever seen him in, but he is yes, not. except except pronouncing penguin. He is great at everything. Yeah, yeah, he's not as good as that, at pronouncing that. Yeah, for anyone who does not know what I'm referring to, Benedict Cumberbatch did some sort of nature documentary, and he pronounced penguin as I believe penguin. Penguin. Yeah. It was very not good. Yeah. He's um, he's British, I guess. We can give them a little bit of a pass for being wrong. Uh, yeah, I guess. If you want to hear him, because I highly recommend hearing it, just search Doctor. St- well, just search Benedict Cumberbatch Penguin, and I'm sure it'll pop up. All right. Um, while we're telling fun Benedict Cumberbatch stories, my personal favorite thing outside of this movie in Sherlock, he did a bit on um, Jimmy Fallon a few years back where he did like Mad Lib Theater. If you haven't seen that, you need to go look it up. It is the funniest thing. Um, So yeah. 
So you really like Benedict Cumberbatch in this movie. I really like Benedict Cumberbatch in this movie. Um, what else do you like? I just like the overall movie. And one thing that I mentioned about not liking in Batman Mask of the Phantasm is that it was not part of a bigger universe. Meanwhile, this movie is very much a part of a bigger universe. Oh, yeah. It's like a massive setup for Infinity Yes. It it is the movie that came after this one was the Thor Ragnarok. Yep, and um, Thor makes a little appearance in this one. For those of you, yes, he does. Um, yeah, and they even reference the Infinity Stones and all kinds of stuff. Yep, and the, the this one is also very important in the overall timeline because, as Grant kind of mentioned, this movie actually that'd be part of the spoiler review. Never mind. <laughs> all right. So, I also really like like the special effects that they did. It reminded me a lot of Inception. Um, I have not seen Inception, but man, they do just the they are very great in how they make the buildings fold like into each other, and then just the mirror dimension and how they can just make the world look however they want while in it. It just it's it almost hurts your brain watching it, but in a good way because you're like that shouldn't be possible. Yeah, it's a mind screw of a movie. It just messes with it is. the whole yeah. time. Um, I will say, after having seen Inception, I, I started to realize that most of this movie, like the, the inspiration for like all the things that they do in the Mirror Dimension is very much Inception. But I will say, I think this movie does it a little bit better. Okay, yeah, I, like I said, I have not seen it. But they they do a great job with it. Yeah, they they really do. It it's a Marvel movie. Special effects is their number one thing. Yeah, the whole movie is basically about what they can do with special effects. Like magic and science meet each other in one movie, right? Yep. So, um, was there anything you didn't like about this one? There's really not a whole lot that I didn't like about the movie. Okay. I I I'm not sure if you have the same view. Um but... so my only complaint well my only real complaint about this movie is the same complaint I have with every Marvel movie after um The Winter Soldier. They they really have a lot of like emotionally impactful moments in this one and then they immediately undo like everything that they're going through with the um with the jokes. Like they, yeah, I can get that, but at the same time, they're also. I think they're trying to lighten the mood and then help you move on. But I can see why you may not like that. Yeah, I'm. I'm more of a fan of a movie that is immersive enough to, at the very least, when it is funny, it's funny and it doesn't undo what the the whole tone of it. So, like, I'm a big fan of The Dark Knight, and there are a couple of moments I chuckle in that movie, but it's very much a grittier movie where they don't the emotional undertones aren't upset by them trying to make you laugh. And that's just my personal preference. Like I said last week, menus at restaurants and everything. But, um... Yeah. Yeah, that, that's pretty much all I have against this. And I'll get into that a little bit more when we talk about spoilers next episode. But, um... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great movie. I mean... It really I is. know you're more of a DC guy, but like it is a fantastic movie, and it helps set up 
the future of the MCU in the movie. Yeah, very much so. And I'm not a Marvel hater. Like, I've seen most of the movies. I read the comics. I own the Funko Pops. I just, um, I'm a DC guy, too. I, I like to split the line. Um, there's there's no, there's nothing wrong with, like, testing the water both ways. Because they both have good movies. Although I think they both have some not great movies, too. Cough, cough, Dark World, cough, cough, Captain Marvel, but... Yeah, cough, cough, Suicide Squad, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I The one thing that really ticks me off is when the internet is like, no, these movies are better because they have these characters, and it's just, it's annoying. As somebody who likes both, I really hate it, and that's why I don't spend a ton of time on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing, like, well, you can like both of them, like, there's nothing wrong with that, just because, like, people just want to have stuff to argue about and get mad over people, or get mad at other people about, so. Yeah, it, I guess the internet's gonna internet, right? Like, that's, <laughs> yep. that's what I mean, that's, that's honestly the best way I've heard it, but just, the, the internet's gonna be the internet. Yeah, I stole that from one of my favorite podcasts, um, and I, I loved it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to use that. So, Holy Batcast, here's your credit. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, the internet just doesn't know what to do with movies that aren't their thing or aren't great. They're just kind of in the middle, you know? It's uh, Yeah. It's like, they, it's like, how dare Marvel not make this movie exactly how I want it? I'm going to put bad stuff all over the internet. Oh, yeah. Or um, how dare DC make a movie, right? It, it's like, <laughs> what? Or every time, every time DC puts out a movie, they're like, "Well, they finally put out a good one." And it's like, really? They put out Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Joker three in a row, easy. Everybody loved them. We're not even talking about Shazam, but every time, it's well, they finally hit a good movie. Well, Aquaman. I mean, you're not going to give this him, but now with all the stuff about Amber Heard. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, they're going to probably end up firing her, I'd have to think. because I would hope whew. so. I mean... Maybe maybe they hire Johnny Depp to replace her. Maybe Johnny Depp is Captain Jack Sparrow in Aquaman 2, and we just have this <laughs> massive crossover. You gotta throw in a couple uh, Amber Heard jokes, too. Oh, yeah. I, I wish we could see a Marvel movie that wasn't in this universe. Like, um, DC does their animated stuff. Where they, it's a one-off and they tell stories about particular characters and they have nothing to do with the live-action movies. Marvel tried and failed miserably. But um, they just, all of these movies have the same tone, the, the same color palette and everything, with the exception of a couple. I just, yeah. I, wish, I wish there were a couple of characters we could see in like their own thing as their own thing. Yeah, I get that, but at the same time, you almost can't blame them because the formula they have has worked nearly every time they put out a movie what is it 22 billion dollars overall at the box office yeah it's working it just it's i mean i mean when you're making as many movies as they are you're bound to have a couple of duds but still just there's no i can see why you would want that but at the same time there's no reason for them to change it up because it's been working so well and it's going to continue to work well because who doesn't love going to see a movie about superheroes right and that's something I really enjoy about like the the Sony spinoff movies, so like Venom and Morbius and the new Venom, um, just that they're a little bit grittier, a little bit different. Um, 
Yeah, and Marvel never really can do that because they're under Disney. Yeah. And Disney doesn't want too much of that kind of stuff. Yeah, like they can't behead people and all kinds of weird stuff. They can make comments about it. Oh, and they can it can happen off screen. But um, it cannot happen on screen. Right. Do you have any other thoughts before we wrap up this episode? I mean, just kind of repeating what I've been saying, I think the movie is great. I mean, do you want to do our letter reviews now, or do you want to do that in the spoiler review? I say we do that in the spoiler review, so um, people come back for the spoiler review in a couple of days, and we will do our letter grades then. It's a great Marvel movie. Um, definitely in my top five for that, that MCU. So, yeah. I mean, top five is hard to crack. I mean, really, top five is more like top, uh, how many movies have they made? 23. Top five is more like top 21, so... <laughs> yeah, they're all really good at what they do. So, yeah, and they're all... They're, kind, they're all kind of different. Kind of? See, where I find they all kind of mesh together is after um, Winter Soldier, they just all... They all feel the same. Like, um, there's a YouTube video... I don't remember the guy's name, but he does this whole thing talking about how like the color palette for the for the Marvel movies looks the same, and it's kind of dull and realistic looking. Um, and there are obviously exceptions to that, like Thor Ragnarok. Taika Waititi did a or Taika Waititi did a really great job. Um, that's one of my favorite Marvel movies. One of my favorite movies. I love Taika Waititi. I mean, there are some different ones like Black Panther. You don't expect. Well, you think the main character is dead. I can echo that. Um, you see the same thing in other other series as well, um, where they kill off a character and then they bring him back, or they break his back. Dark Knight Rises, cough, cough, and they bring him back. And I like that. I and it's not so much that the stories are all the same; it's just that all of them feel the same. If you know what I mean, like they're they're fun movies. Mm-hmm. They don't. They're fun. Make. Yeah, they're fun movies that don't make you think and make you leave the theater like, man, I can be that person. I want to be that person. Mm-hmm. It's the same reaction I had to Last Jedi when I first watched it. I'm like, I love that movie. And then I watched it at home. <laughs> See, I loved it when I was in the theater. I'm like, that was amazing. And then I watched it at home, and I'm like, that was terrible. <laughs> that was something. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a victim to hype more often than not, so... Yeah, it's very easy nowadays. Oh yeah, everything's so mass marketed. Hey everybody, it's Grant from the future. At this point, we're going to go ahead and move into spoilers for Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange. If you haven't seen it in these last four years, we highly recommend you go ahead and pause this episode, go watch the movie, and then come back because we can ruin it for you if you haven't seen it yet. Thank you. So, as we said, Doctor Strange is about a neurosurgeon who has a car accident, and in the midst of his struggles, he is trying to heal his hands, and he ends up going to this guru of mystic arts in the middle of nowhere. Well, I wouldn't say the middle of nowhere, in the middle of somewhere. And um, Yes, and he comes and visits me, and I lead him down a very different path, teaching him powers. So, it's in the middle of Florida. <laughs> yes. Which is kind of both nowhere and somewhere. Anyway. Uh, 
my gosh, I just offended everybody from Florida. I'm sorry, Flo- <laughs> Floridians. Oh, I'm not a Floridian. I don't care. <laughs> oh, but if you're listening to the show, I'm sorry, Floridians. So, what are your initial spoilery thoughts? Like, are there lines or scenes you really loved, and or lines you really hated, or whatnot? I mean, there were not really any lines I hated. I mean, Doctor Strange, more towards the beginning, can treat some people badly. Yeah. But besides that, I mean, there's, there's, I have so many quotes just throughout the movie. Probably going to do what I've been doing, and just as we're going through the movie, do the quotes as they happen. So yeah, um, things I liked. I really liked a couple of the quotes. I really liked the action. Like I said, like my, I think my favorite quote was, um, "Arrogance and fear still keep you from learning the simplest and most significant lesson of all. It's not about you." Um, I just thought that was a really powerful line for you know emotional impact um definitely and i know just as humans we inherently are very egotistical very arrogant and want to make everything about ourselves yeah definitely when it's not about ourselves at all right um yeah i also liked how um the ancient one said that um we don't get to choose our time death is what gives life meaning to know your days are numbered your time is short you'd think after all this time I'd be ready but look at me stretching one moment out into a thousand just so that I can watch the snow yeah that that's very powerful especially like what she said how she has been feeding off of dark magic for however long she has to stay alive and yet she's still not ready we see all these people like like all these surgeons and just all these world leaders and think, man, I can't wait till I'm ready like they are. But they're not even ready. They never will be fully ready and will never be fully ready. You never know when your time's going to come and when it does. Even though you're not ready, you have to step up and do it. Yeah. It's just a... It's like anti-nihilistic and it's it's good. It's really good. Mm. Um. So you said you had some quotes. Do you want to... Um, you want to go ahead and lay them out? Yeah, I mean, right at the very beginning, uh, Doctor Strange is doing the surgery, and they're talking about, I cannot remember the name of the song, they're talking about some song, and someone says, where do you store all this useless information? He goes, useless? The man charted the top ten with a flugelhorn. <laughs> that cracked me up. Um, yeah, and that was one of the jokes I really liked. Like I mentioned last episode, I didn't love all the jokes, but that one was really good for setting like the mood of his operating chamber yeah and it's more you didn't like the timing of the jokes and how they did the jokes more than the jokes themselves i would say yeah like if i went in to go see a comedy the jokes were great i just didn't like when they were placed and i'll give an example of that here in a little bit um speaking of that first scene how cool was it to watch him in action like operating on people I mean, I don't. I didn't like the little bits, um, especially with the dude who had the bullet in his head, which is another quote for me, where they're talking about something wrong with him, and he's like, "I think I found the problem." He left a bullet in his head. <laughs> yeah, and then um, right after that, he he talks about how the guy isn't dead, but he's dying, and um, that that's gets returned to a little later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I really liked watching. Stephen Strange at the height of his doctoral powers 
and I really wish like we could have like a medical drama set in the MCU. <laughs> I don't know why. I just really enjoyed that. Um, maybe Stephen Strange, like Surgeon Strange, which is a comic book <laughs> line, but I'm not going to talk about that. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, he's very serious, but as we've already shown, he's not afraid to crack a joke or two. Yeah. Um, back home, they thought I was very funny. Did they work for you? <laughs> yeah, that one was good. And I also like, and this isn't like more of a funny quote, but it's um, when they're about to pull the bullet out of the dude's head and crap, what's her name? Um, Christine. When Christine is trying to get the guide up, he's like, I don't need it. She's like, you can't do it freehand. I can and I will. Oh, yeah. He's just so arrogant, but he's he's capable. He, he could do it. And, um... It's kind of tragic that immediately after that we we saw him, you know, go tumbling off a cliff looking at his phone. By the way, don't text and drive, kids. Uh, I also like before that when Christine is saying how she needed a second opinion, and uh, Stephen goes, "You had a second opinion. You just needed a competent one." Oh yeah, <laughs> it reminds me of his portrayal of Sherlock Holmes and Sherlock. Like it's that kind of arrogance and I don't know ego that he portrayed i've i've not seen that oh you need to you you really it, it's short you need to see that show it's a it's really movies but they're really good all right and then i also like how they're arguing he's like well, i'm glad something is named after me <laughs> and then they start talking about the procedure that he created or that he and christine created that's not even named after them yeah i really like that so from there he he goes and he has a good time tripping through dimensions can i just say how does he not die in that car crash i mean he's driving swerves into a car goes off of a cliff rolls like a dozen times hits a house and then he still survives i don't know man maybe they um maybe they were like living forward in time and saw they were going to need him later and so they figured they probably shouldn't kill him off 10 minutes into his own movie (laughs) Yeah, Marvel was like, man, we need that money. We can't just kill him here. Yeah, I mean, it would be a really interesting like marketing ploy. Hey, guys, we're releasing <laughs> a movie about, I don't know, Black Widow. It's a 10-minute movie about her jumping off a cliff. There we go. <laughs> That's the movie. Give us, a, give us your $10. Tip, $1 per minute. Yep. I mean... I'd still probably go, and that that's just because I'm stupid. But um, I yeah. I also like that this is this might be one of my favorite uh, quotes, but it's when he's meeting with the guy for the therapy for his hand. It's about has anyone ever like come back while doing this procedure? He's like, yeah. He's like, can you get the file? He said, it take me forever to get the or it take me forever to pull the files out of the archive. But if it would prove your arrogant butt wrong, it'd be worth it. Oh yeah, um, and like between those two, when the the doctor says he he was showing up, he had complete paralysis. Was showing up to physical therapy to work on his hands, and then if, he stopped coming. And then a few years later, he walked past me on the street, and Strange just goes bullcrap. And then then the the follow up with that was phenomenal. I really enjoyed some of the some of the lines. Now, I did say in the um, the spoiler-free review, there were times when it bothered me that the like the one-liners. So when he first goes to Kamertage and they 
make him trip on whatever that was. That was weird. Um, and then they, they kick him out, and he sits on the door for, like, hours. And then they finally let him back in and hand him the card. It was like a, it had the potential to be a really cool moment where, like, he learned something. Like, you, you felt as an audience like he had gotten something out of that. And instead but they just... Didn't. Yeah, well, but they just hand him a little card, and he's like, what is this, my my mantra? And the guy goes, no, it's your Wi-Fi passcode. And a joke that should not have been there. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does have some. That's definitely one. But for every one of those, it has a couple others that are very good. Yeah, uh, I'll and, agree with that. Yeah, and there's one thing that um, it's kind of right before that. And I one of the I thought it was kind of funny. It's when Mordo is telling Strange to um, that he has some advice, and he says, "Forget everything you think you know." Yeah. To me, that almost sounds like Aaron Burr talking to Hamilton. Let me offer you some free advice: talk oh. less, smile more. Don't let them know what you're against or what you're for. <laughs> Yeah, we need a musical version of that scene where Mordo's just like, let me offer you some advice. <laughs> Forget everything you think you know. I was rescued not too long ago. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, so, what else do you think? Um, I also like when uh, the Ancient One is talking to Doctor Strange, and like they keep saying Mr. Strange, and he's like, Doctor. And then the Ancient One goes, well, no, not anymore, surely. Is that why you're here? Yeah. Um, I really like that. And then I liked when, um, like, Cal, the the renegade, the, um, the rogue, came in. And um, he, they're like, Mr. Doctor, actually. Mr. Doctor? Yeah, it, it's strange. Well, maybe. Who am I to judge? I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's my, that's my two cents. Um, you have any other like really cool quotes? I'm sure you do, but what are they? Yeah, I mean, I also like how strange. Like I've seen that picture before in a gift shop, and then goes on his whole rant about how we don't, we don't have spirits, and then he gets yeeted into the astral dimension. Yep, he got yoked. Yep, and then right afterwards, the ancient one says, "Have you seen that before in a gift shop?" <sighs> Yeah, but that was after he after he got sent on like that really trippy, like weird tunnels of emotion type thing. Yeah, and then when he meets Wong, and he's like, "Just Wong, like Adele, Aristotle, Drake, Bono, Eminem." <laughs> yeah, uh, and then um, I knew you'd like that one. <laughs> yeah, I really did. I was wanting the real Slim Shady to stand up, but I guess he was probably too busy doing Venom. Probably. And then here is what we referenced in the spoiler-free review, where Wong is talking about when Caecilius took the pages for the Forbidden Spell and said, uh, they're talking about the librarian, just after he strung up the former librarian and relieved him of his head. Yeah, and they like showed the shadow of this man getting his head cut off, and that didn't get censored by Disney. It was weird. Yep. As long as we don't get to see the head cut off physically, it's fine. Yeah. Um, now, they even did that in, spoiler, in game. It happens in the first 10 minutes, so I'm not super concerned. But um, they even Yeah. Like, they did a very similar thing in Endgame where they cut off Thanos' head. Um, it's very much. Well, it very much reminded me of, like, Children of the Corn, 
I kind of doubt you've seen Children of the Corn, but um, I have not seen that. Okay, so it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in terms of production. Like it's a horror movie, but what they do is every time somebody's about to die, they like hold up the knife with it, and they they cut to just the knife, and then the knife starts coming down, and they cut away, and like you see like some blood splatter on a wall, and somebody screams, and it's like he's dead now. It's like, but you didn't show me he died. You just showed yeah. me that there was a knife that went up in the air, and then all of a sudden Johnny was dead. And um, <laughs> it, I had a similar feeling about this movie. Like, I, I don't know. I much rather it, – it's more impacting to me if I see somebody die on screen rather than them just die somewhere else. Yeah, like, um, spoiler alert, um, Infinity War with Spooderman. Yeah. Did you know that whole scene was like improv? Yes, it was. Tom Holland's a good actor, but um, he is. Yeah, Spider Man. Speaking of Spider Man, no, I'm not. I'm not going to get down <laughs> down a rabbit trail. It's going to take me forever. Um. Yeah. And then I also like um. You mentioned this earlier, but it was when you're talking to Wong. Like, people used to think I was funny. Did they work for you? All right, well, it's been lovely talking to you. Thanks for the books, the horrifying story, and the threat upon my life. <laughs> it's so good. Um, yeah. Like and that, then also, sorry, I'll let you go. Oh, that, that whole scene was just jokes I didn't mind. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because they didn't come in the middle of the battle like they did later um, and that kind of thing. Anyway, you were saying? Yeah, that I also liked um, how uh, strange when he first got his ring and he was trying to open the portal and he couldn't get it and he was talking to the H one and he said how is this not about my hands and then she has the other master who does not have a hand just one up him and do the portal and strange is just like well um yeah yeah and I did like that joke like I liked how they um they both humiliated him and made us laugh Yep, and then she proceeds to ditch him on Everest after saying, "The average person goes in the shock after about thirty minutes. You'll be, you'll likely go in the shock within the first two. And then, um, what does she say as she was walking through the portal? She says, um, "Surrender, strange." Yeah, yeah, or um, surrender yourself, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, and that was a cool sequence where you know he had to come back. Um, I remember the theater, they were kind of chuckling that night, but, um, yeah, and it, it was all really cool. Um, and then, um, oh, crap, what's the dude's name? Mordo is just standing there while they're waiting. He goes, oh no, not again, implying that they've lost others on Everest. Oh yeah. I mean, there's so many bodies on Everest though, like apparently they're landmarks. So it makes you wonder if they just, like, drop people on Everest and, like, the real world, we get to see them being dead on Everest. Um, the world that, will never know. That's my gruesome take for the for the evening. I'm just going to kind of skip ahead a little bit to when the when Cassilius um, invades the, I guess it's the, the sanctum in New York, um, where, you know, Strange gets his cloak. Um, yes. One of the things that really bothered me was when he was going for the battle axe and, like, the cloak was holding him back. <laughs> it, it, it bothered me. I know it's supposed to be funny, and I kind of chuckled, but I was like, 
couldn't we do this later? And then they did it. They did a similar thing again later, and it still made me want to punch my phone. But uh, what was the one later they didn't like? So when um after him and Christine have like that whole heart to heart when um she tries uh, to yeah. save the ancient one, and the cloak wipes his flipping tears, it made me yeah. so mad. I'm like, just let him cry. That would make me as the audience member feel more like I like feel more for the guy. But instead you have this magic quote or magic cloak literally wiping his tears away. And that was also kind of like the changing point for his character when it finally clicked for him that not everything was about him. Yeah. I can agree with that. I just... And then they kind of messed it up by having the cloak wipe the tears away. Yep. Um, and they do the same thing in Endgame and Infinity War and most of the other ones. Yeah, I mean, most of the time I enjoy his cloak when it's just being itself. Like when his uh, cloak, I believe it was like a little bit before this, when the cloak is, or it's a little after when the cloak is just strangling a person. Oh, yeah, I, I love that. Um, I actually, I think it was a little bit before. Um, yeah, because, it was before. Yeah, because then we had the whole astral projection battle, which was really cool. Um, yeah, and the guy getting his chips was not complaining during that battle. No, but it, do me a favor. Somehow define the rules of astral projection. Can you go yeah, that was. Walls? Yeah, that was bothering me where sometimes it would not do anything and other times it like shake or break stuff. It's like you're being inconsistent. Just do it one way or another. Yeah, either you can go through walls and nobody knows it or you're knocking everything out of bags of chips. It's just, it's weird. Like, I, I want defined rules, but it breaks its own rules. Yeah, I get what they were going for with it trying to be funny, but at the same time, it's just like, just do it one way or do it the other and just leave it that way. Yeah. And why do we have to have a joke about a guy getting his chips in the middle of, like, the coolest <laughs> fight of the movie? Like, why? <laughs> yeah, and then I like the conversation between him and Christine this is before all that while he's um or no this was after talking about like um so you joined a cult no yes no yes blah 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 and then as he's leaving he's like this person's about to summon this super evil being i gotta go away through this astral portal i opened in the closet okay fine don't tell me there's a portal (laughs) then he opens the door and she's like oh crud uh, yeah, yeah. I'm really wanting to see what happens between those two in the new one. Um, yeah, I hope that they further explore them and their complicated relationship. Yep. Um, I will say I think that they kind of wasted Scott Derrickson in this one because he's like a really good horror director, from what I understand, and he wanted to make this kind of like a horror movie, and instead they made like an action comedy, like every other movie. And it, I, I don't wow, know. Wow, Marvel action comedy. Who could have guessed? Right? And like awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And they're doing a Blade movie here in a couple of in like five years. And I really hope they don't do the same thing to that because like I want to see like these darker movies. And like I, I think they're really doing the supernatural characters and injustice by throwing them in the MCU and making them fit within the MCU's rules. 
Um, yeah. Because there's, there's certain aspects of it that just need to be a little bit scary for you to feel like it something weird's happening. Um, and I guess you yeah. could say Dormammu kind of fits that, but eh, they, they made that fight funny too. Yes, they did. And I kind of say, we kind of skipped a bit, but I really like the um, Stan Lee cameo. That, they were just falling and hit the side of the bus. That was good, yes. Stan Lee makes any movie much better than it would be without him, which is why yes, I'm so he sad he's gone. Yeah, I think one of my favorite Stan Lee cameo is the one with Thor Ragnarok. That one was good, yeah. My hands on stage, it used to be as he's carrying this huge, like, razor thing towards Thor's head. Yeah, I, I also like his cameo in Captain Marvel as much as I hated that movie where he was um, reading the Mallrats script, um, which I know you're not a Kevin Smith fan. I'm sort of a Kevin Smith fan. And um, Mallrats was a movie that Stanley was actually like given a role in. Like he had a whole point. And um, it, like Captain Marvel, I want to say, it was like a big part of the movie too. And so it was just like a really cool little inside nerd joke. So for an inside nerd... I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. It's since we're kind of skipping through, I really, and it's a meme, but it's also funny that Dormammu uh, comes up again. Yeah. Um, in the theater, I laughed my head off, thought that was the greatest thing. And then, like I said today, I was like, good Lord, we can't get through one fight without jokes being made. Yeah. It was a joke, but it was also a great strategy by him because he started putting, that was like the first time he put like in action where he like put the world and the good of the world ahead of himself by trapping himself and Dormammu in this endless time loop. He's like, sure, I can't really do anything else, but you're stuck here too. Yeah. Now, again, explain the rules to me because somehow the rest of the world wasn't in that time loop until they were again. Yeah, I, I, it's not I really like, don't know. Yeah, it's not like they went on living their lives. They just lived the same moment over and over again, too. So I don't really know what he was thinking. Like, it worked out Or were fun. they just frozen? I don't know. It was weird, because, like, we started off, you know, you had the whole strange, get up, fight. And he got up, and he flew away. And then we come back, and they're like, strange, get up, fight. And he, like, flies down, and I don't know. It was just weird. I think that was, like... In like, I, w- I wouldn't say another dimension, but they pause time for that scene. Okay, I I can go with that, or at the very least, they reversed it. But then the people in that on Earth weren't really living while he was going and just dying over and over again. Well, yeah, but then also at the same time, that was gonna stop Dormammu from doing what he had planned to do by bargaining. So I guess the whole world was like Schrodinger's cat. It's like both alive and dead at the same time. I guess um, so, yeah. I think it's funny when they're like, you still have to fight us. Nope, I made a bargain. And then they just go away. Yeah, I liked that. Um, I, I did. And I, I did I did like the joke that he made afterwards where, yeah, you know, you really should have stolen the whole book because the warnings. The warnings come after the spells. Um, yeah, and that's the same thing he says earlier on. Yeah, I like quips that come after battles. I don't like stopping the battle to make a joke. Yeah. So that that's everything. I've gone through all my notes. Like, that's everything that's, I have. That's everything I have, too. 
So I guess since we didn't do it in the last episode, you want to go ahead and give it our letter grades? Yeah, I give it about, I would say, an A minus to an A. Okay. Um, It's great all around, but like we said, there's some little things like the timing of some jokes. And just mainly that kind of drops it down a bit. Yeah, and I'm not, like, trying to dissuade you. Like I said, menus at restaurants. I'm going to keep saying that um, Mm -hmm. because I love that quote. I just personally don't love jokes being thrown in in the middle of action. Um, Yeah, it's also how you do it, and they didn't – and this is kind of both our opinion. They could have done it a bit better than they did. But besides that, the rest of the movie is just fantastic. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. I would say it's an A plus Marvel movie. Like it, like I said, it's one of my top five Marvel movies overall. I love the movie for a Marvel movie. I'd say as a movie movie, like if we're gonna compare it against what um, Martin Scorsese would call cinema, I would say it's probably a B to a B plus. Um, okay, really, really settling right around that B. Um, not because I had any problems with it. It just, the story wasn't super unique. And it, it's fun. It, it's super fun. Love the effects. Love the love the acting and everything. It's just not different. And um, yeah, that, that's not a knock on the movie at all. It's a great popcorn movie. It's a great movie to go watch. It's a good family movie. And that's what I think they were doing with the jokes. I think it, I think it was a good family movie. Yeah, and it's it's a Marvel movie. It also fits in the overarching story and the overarching theme of all the Marvel movies. And I personally like that. I think you've said that you like your movies, or you don't like mind them being just their own one-off movie. Yeah, I love the MCU. Like I said, I, I really like it, mm-hmm. but I, I also really love like one-off stories. Like One of my favorite movies of all time is Joker. And that movie, if it gets a sequel, is still kind of its own thing. It's in its own universe. Yeah, and I should probably walk that back. I like that movie because it's like a cautionary tale. I do not like that movie because I'm a weird person. Um, <laughs> you sure about that? I could say the same thing about The Dark Knight and those. I really like the, the self-contained stories. And like I said, I'd love to see that happen with Marvel at some point where they get the shared universe and these little side projects. But I, I still really love the MCU, and I'm, I'm here for whatever is next. Really looking forward to Spider-Man 3. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to Black Widow. I'm working looking forward to the next Spider-Man. Just really whatever Marvel movie is coming out next, sign me up. Amen to that. Well, on that note, do you want to tell the people where they can find us? Yes, you can email us at musttalkaboutnothing@gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, concerns about the podcast. That's where you can send us those. You can find us on Instagram at Much Talk About Nothing, and we're on Twitter at MTAN Podcast. And for Grant, I have been Grant. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.